the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. .com. AM 1280 House Democrats realize they are losing the public's favor. Sean uh, Maloney, the the DCCC chair from from New York, uh, calls all the Democrats together and says, hey, guys, we have a a big problem. Our messaging isn't breaking through. And Republicans, if the election were held today, Republicans are going to win. CDC says the COVID vaccines boost immunity even among people who have already received an infection or recovered from one. Not everybody agrees. An estimated 1,000 people gathered outside the Michigan Capitol building yesterday to protest the mandating of COVID vaccines. This is SRN News. 20 years of broadcasting is a big deal for any radio station, but especially so when you're keeping things red in a blue state. Congratulations to AM 1280 The Patriot. Congrats to The Patriot. Happy 20th anniversary. Hey, congrats to AM 1280 The Patriot. 20 years of intelligent radio. Happy 20th anniversary, AM 1280 The Patriot. Thanks for sticking with us through the last 20. Here's to 20 more. AM 1280 The Patriot. You're listening to AM 1280, The Patriot. It's intelligent radio and currently out there about a 50-50 chance for showers and thunderstorms with a high near 82. And we're giving you an important opportunity to meet your favorite talk host face-to-face for a -a one-of-a-kind experience. Introducing the Terrific Talkers VIP Experience. You could meet Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, Hugh Hewitt, Charlie Kirk, Dinesh D'Souza, and more. Go to am1280thepatriot.com forward slash talker. Supported by Morris Law Group. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, my name, Mitch Berg, my blog, shotinthedark.info, which will be turning 20 years old this coming February 5th. 5th, it's first week of February, uh, always a big uh, day at our household. Of course, my uh, youngest birthday is the 4th. Uh, of course, Ronald Reagan's birthday, which is a observance in my household, is the sixth. Right in between those two precious observances in my life falls the anniversary of this blog, and we're turning the big two zero. And I still have just as much fun doing it as I ever did. Partly because every day of the five days a week that I write the blog leads up to today, Saturday, the uh, the Northern Alliance Radio Network Headliner Edition, which I am tickled pink to put on here. Every Saturday afternoon, just about for the last uh, 18, going on 18 years here, we are coming up on the 17th and a half anniversary of this broadcast. And I I'm, couldn't be happier to be here, as you should have probably figured out by now, along with my colleagues, Brad Carlson, every Sunday from 1 to 3 here on AM 1280, The Patriot, on the Closer Edition. Uh, Jack Tomzak, of course, coming up at 3 o'clock every Saturday afternoon on our currently, as yet, unnicknamed uh, 3 to 5 episode following this broadcast. Stay tuned for Jack. He's uh, he's one of those people in Minnesota politics who knows where the bodies are buried, of which more in just a moment here. And, of course, King Banyan coming up at uh, 9 to 11 a.m. every Saturday morning on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Together, 
were the Northern Alliance Radio Network dominating Twin Cities weekend radio for almost a generation right now, which means, well, let's be honest, dominating Twin Cities media of all kinds, because who is there to contest it with us? Oh, there's another player in the field. We'll talk about that in the second hour. And by the way, speaking of uh, the reference to Jack Tomzak, knowing where the bodies are buried, he, he's a longtime political operative. He He knows how politics work in this state in in a way that I can't and don't and never will. Uh, I mean, seriously, the guy's an expert in how that's done. Another one of those uh, (laughs) cut from the same cloth will be joining me in the second hour here. Mark Drake, who joined us a couple weeks ago, talking about the beyond politicization. In fact, the selling off of the attorney general's office here in the state of Minnesota to the highest bidder. Yep, that's coming up in the second hour here. Stay tuned for that. I'm looking forward to that. This story, if it doesn't infuriate you, I I, I give up. I don't know what it'll take. This is the story that we broke here along with Mark Drake, uh, who is a Republican-affiliated opposition researcher that's been on the show a number of times over the last 17 years. Uh, He has been doing the digging and finding all of the connections between the attorney general's office and the usual suspects here in the state of Minnesota progressive plutocrats with deep pockets. That's a hard phrase to say on the radio. At any rate, you could join us at 651-289-4488 if you're so inclined, or you can join us on Twitter or Gab or MeWe or Parler at the hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N show. Just click there. You can find all the discussion regarding this show on Narn Show. Nothing going out on Facebook today. It's a long story, but if you want to join us by any other social medium, that's what we're here for. Give us a holler uh, and and uh, and stop on by. Say hi if you if you're more um, if if you prefer not to do this whole thing by a phone. At any rate, I will just say this briefly, and it's if you if you're not thoroughly imbued with the uh, sort of. Uh, spirit of being a rural Scandinavian American, this may go right past you. And kids, if you're one of the kids out there, you might wind up having to ask your parents about this. But like a lot of small town rural Scandinavians or people of such roots, I am not what you'd call naturally sunnily optimistic. There is a certain amount of, if not pessimism, then fatalism that comes with people from that background. I mean, you know, there's after a, a beautiful fall, there's going to be a blizzard coming. You know that after a beautiful spring, the odds of there being a drought are, you know, nothing, not beyond zero. And, and you could say that's kind of a glum way of looking at life. And in, in a sense, you may be right. In another sense, a very important sense, it's a way of saying, yeah, the good times are actually really good because you didn't expect them. And when you're having fun, it's just a little bit sweeter. Now, I say that by way of background on what I'm uh, about my outlook for this next election. Now, midterms traditionally go well for the opposition party and the GOP is the opposition pretty much everywhere that matters to you if you're in this audience. Uh, And and by the way, even if you are listening via the the web, via our web uh, live stream outside the state of Minnesota, we know a lot of you are living in places like California, New York, New Jersey, places where conservatives are the underdogs, to say nothing of all my fellow Minneapolis and St. Paul residents. Uh, So that being said, we, we could use a break at midterms because Things are really, really tight nationwide and here in the state of Minnesota right now. As you are well aware, if you listen to this station on a national or local basis, uh, the Republicans are hanging on to a uh, one-vote majority in the Minnesota State Senate. We're behind by, I believe, five votes in the Minnesota State House. We are effectively tied, which means in the United States Senate, uh, which means Kamala Harris is the tiebreaker if there is a tie, which there usually isn't because Joe Manchin who has become the most popular person in D.C., often as not tends to break, and Kristen Sinema, by the way, uh, from Arizona as well, often break uh, with the caucus and vote Republican in the United States Senate. And, of course, we're still a few votes behind in the United States House. There are chances, there is a chance that if everyone gets out, votes early and (laughs) often, no, we're not Democrats, we'll we'll vote the regulation a number of times here, uh, that we could see an epic turnaround here potentially i don't want to oversell it here 
I mean, a good way to become disappointed if you are from the aforementioned rural Scandinavian background is to overpromise and expect too much. And that's not something I'm going to do. So that being said, beyond the usual pattern of midterms where the party in power tends to lose the party of the president, I should say, uh, which is the Democrats, tends to lose seats. Certainly Donald Trump did in his midterms every just about every president in, in memory uh, and in history has lost uh, their party has lost seats in Congress during the midterms. Now, is that going to happen this time around? Well, we can count on nothing. Do not get cocky. But some of the magic eight ball returns are a little bit promising. Uh, this past week, the Ohio, uh, the primary in Ohio uh, 11, the 11th Congressional District in Ohio, uh, went badly for the far left progressives. A woman named Nina Turner uh, was running up against a slightly more moderate uh, Democrat. And it did not go well. She got clobbered. And she gave probably the most, let's just say, snarly, acid-tongued concession speech I've heard in in recent years. Uh, And I quote, I'm going to work hard to ensure that something like this doesn't happen on another progressive candidate again. We didn't lose this race. Evil money manipulated and maligned this election. Now, I say... And, and and I say, you, I, I have a line I use relatively often on this show and on this blog uh, and on my blog, shotinthedark.info, which is that Democrats can say pretty much anything they want knowing that their audience just dis- doesn't think that critically about things. And the media certainly isn't going to fact check them on any of it. I, I say that and I reiterate this because Nina Turner, who, again, said – We didn't lose this race. Evil money manipulated and maligned this election. Nina Turner raised more money than her opponent, uh, a woman named Brown. So money did not, in fact, cause her to lose the race. She did. Uh, The voters looked at the candidates. And by the way, these are Democrat voters. This is a primary. This is a vote among the base. The loyalists, the true believers, the, the, the Kool-Aid drinkers. I, you get what I'm smelling. <laughs> you smell what I'm cooking here, right? This is a Democratic primary. The voters chose, and they did not choose the progressive. The word for that is losing due to lack of one form of merit or another. Pick any reason you want. You're a disagreeable candidate. You turned people off with your stridency. It could be any number of things, but one thing it was not in that case was money. (laughs) But she can say pretty much anything she wants because being a Democrat, she knows her audience isn't going to think that critically about it. And the media is never going to say boo to her or anyone. I I say that it's not a civil thing to say. It's It's somewhat demeaning. And yet it's accurate. By the way, there's another special election primary in the Ohio 15th uh, congressional district. Oh, by the way, uh, Donald Trump's favorite candidate uh, uh, won the Republican primary in that, as well as this next one, the Ohio 15th congressional district. A very, very gerrymandered district. Uh, The Republican contest is the only one that really matters because, well, that's the way that the district crumbles. Elections have consequences. So the powers that be on the left that would be George Soros and Tom Steyer, thought they would take the backdoor approach to try and score something in the Ohio 15th. They ran a couple of fake Republican environmentalists, what they call conservative environmentalists. Now, there is such a thing as a conservative environmentalist. That is actually a thing. Uh, And in fact, as we pointed out in this space before, people who are skeptics of climate change have smaller uh, carbon footprints than climate change proponents that's a statistical fact. But these are not the conservatives you're looking for. No, these are, in fact, very much uh, wolves in sheep's clothing, very much uh, Greta Thunberg Republicans, if you will, from the Thunberg caucus, the Republican Party. And they got clobbered. They got beaten like a naughty puppy by a not very 
compassionate owner. That was a terrible metaphor. They got beat up pretty good here, folks. And uh, the Trump candidate won. Uh, a fellow named Carney, uh, or Kerry, either Kerry, won, and not not the not the John Kerry type. No, different Kerry altogether. He he won that primary, which. Say what you will about the Trump link, and that was the person that, 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 that Trump endorsed in that race here. But progressive candidates are coming up short in some of these swingy races. And Ohio is a swingy, uh, swingy state that's trending back towards uh, the Republican, has for, uh, Republican side has for quite some time now. This is probably not a good sign if you're a progressive Democrat, if you are, on the other hand, a conservative, a moderate Democrat, well, it's a good time to be out there in those swing districts. Speaking of which, uh, we'll talk about the non-moderate, non-Republicans here in the state of Minnesota when we return. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Uh, We were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. You depend on our lineup of hosts each day. Now you have the chance to meet one of them. Announcing the Terrific Talkers VIP experience. We'll fly you and a guest on a three-night stay to meet your favorite radio host. You could meet Dinesh D'Souza, Larry Elder, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, Hugh Hewitt, Charlie Kirk, Eric Metaxas, or Dennis Prager. Enter once per day at am1280thepatriot.com slash talker. The Terrific Talkers VIP experience is brought to you by Morris Law Group. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. I'm Staff Sergeant Smith Akal. I'm Staff Sergeant Alex I'm Staff Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as Reserve Citizen Airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, in all of my years of doing this show and and being involved with this station, one of the the shows I'm proudest of, and I've got a bunch of them, but the the, the one I recently, at least, that I'm proudest of was uh, the the show we did a week before this past, uh, the Critical Race Theory Report Card. I got to moderate a, a terrific discussion among a bunch of my favorite activists, of course, uh, Kendall Qualls, uh, president of Take Charge Minnesota, 
and a 2020 candidate for the, the United States Congress in the 3rd Congressional District, Rebecca Hagstrom of uh, Education America, which, by the way, is coming up a little later on this afternoon, Katrin Wigfall of the Center of the American Experiment, and Alfreda Baldwin, who's also involved with uh, Take Charge Minnesota and starting her own school, which is something apparently all the kid, uh, cool kids are doing these days. At any rate, uh, the podcast of that broadcast, which... I'm exceptionally proud of, and uh, I think that the station is as well, is out there right now available at AM 1280, The Patriot. I hope you can give it a listen. Uh, It's well worth a listen to arm yourself for the fight that's coming up, both for your kids in the schools that are being swept under the wave of critical race theory these days, as well as you, because CRT isn't just for schools anymore. We discussed that in great depth on the on the on the show, uh, so check it out. It's the CRT report card uh, on uh, AM twelve eighty the Patriot dot com. Click click uh, click on the link. I've only been doing this for how long? Anyway, we'll be talking about that in the second hour as well. Here, don't forget, Mark Drake will be joining us in the second hour, talking about Keith Ellison's Attorney General's office available. You might figuratively say to the highest bidder. Surprising absolutely no one who's been paying attention to Keith Ellison over these years. Uh, you can join us, by the way, on Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. Same uh, hashtag, by the way, on uh, uh, MeWe, on Parler, on Gab. Uh, our, our usual live stream is not happening on uh, Facebook right now. We'll be getting back to that next week here. Don't forget Brad Carlson coming up tomorrow here on AM 12A, The Patriots. So uh, another reason that things might potentially, these conventional wisdom says things might be stacking up badly for Democrats is they've had some, they've had some policy difficulties this last year, some policies that have inflamed people, caused people a lot of trouble. I'm not talking just about, about the COVID policy, although that has certainly been an ongoing bleeding sore for much of America. And boy, we'll be talking more about that maybe later on this hour here, because as uh, the old, that was the old movie Poltergeist uh, said, I think it was Drew Barrymore's uh, classic line. They're back. Oh yeah. No, Governor Klink is, is talking again about mandates and, uh, and, and, and so forth. And we'll talk about that when we come back uh, a little later on in the, in the, uh, in the hour here, most likely. Some of the other policy issues that have been uh, causing Democrats a little bit of indigestion lately is some of their personal policies, uh, most notably those of, well, on the national level, Andrew Cuomo, and on a somewhat parallel level, the likes of John Thompson and indeed Keith Ellison himself. Uh, New York uh, Democrat Governor Andrew Cuomo announced on Tuesday that he will not be resigning from office, even though uh, New York Attorney General Letitia James announced on Tuesday that an independent investigation into Cuomo found that he had sexually harassed multiple women in violation of federal and state law. Remember, he's a hero. He's a hero to the far left uh, and to the center left, for that matter. Remember, he was the greatest governor in the history of the United States when it came to dealing with covid provided you ignore all the facts. Again, Democrats can say anything they want, especially about Democrats, because they know nobody's going to check them on it, and their own people just don't do critical thinking all that well. Uh, Quoting a piece that came out in uh, the conservative news brief uh, this past week, quote, for over three months, uh, executive assistant number one kept this groping incident to herself and planned to take it, and I quote, to the grave. But uh, four found herself becoming emotional. You know, by the way, these uh, subjects are numbered at this point. They're still anonymous, as perhaps is a good thing in New York. Uh, four but found herself becoming emotional in a way that was visible to her colleagues in the executive chamber while watching the governor's state at a press conference this past March 3rd that he had never, quote, touched anyone inappropriately. She then confided in certain uh, of her colleagues who in turn reported her allegations to senior staff in the executive chamber, said the report. Uh, Assembly member Yulin Yao said that she has drafted articles of impeachment against Governor Cuomo. Yao said she's had impeachment articles drafted for quite a while, in fact. I had them drafted yesterday. Yao said I had them drafted months ago. I don't know if she's picked one or the other yet, but either way, the articles are drafted. These women were just trying to go through a day of their jobs, Yao added. They've never asked to be abused or harassed. 
It took 179 witnesses and a statewide investigation by the Attorney General to hold one powerful man accountable. Tell me again that New York doesn't have a problem, a power problem, Niao said. Democrat New York Speaker of the House Carl Hasty seemed to suggest he would support impeachment. Now, the claims against Governor Cuomo are immense right now. It's, it's the sort of thing that it's, almost, it's become a cliche that I am almost loath to repeat. If it were a Republican, he'd be already out of office. He'd be, his political career would be buried six feet deep and stone cold. Uh, but but the, this is no normal politician. It's a Democrat. Uh, by the way, looking at the article from the New York Times this past week, calls for Cuomo's resignation have spread from Republicans to his fellow Democrats and from Albany, the state capital, to Washington, with most of New York's congressional delegation demanding that he step down. The state assembly, which, like the state Senate, is controlled by Mr. Cuomo's fellow Democrats, has opened an impeachment inquiry to encompass the harassment allegations as well as questions about the Cuomo administration's handling of coronavirus-related deaths of nursing home residents. Now, you know what's happened here. We talked about this uh, two weeks ago on the broadcast when the the DFL in St. Paul first started taking some what could be called by some actions, but really were just, in fact, words uh, with no real accountability attached against John Thompson. You know, John Thompson, the DFLer who threatened to burn down Hugo and burned, was intimately involved in the burning and effigy of a journalist whose greatest crime against humanity was being married to a police union president. This is it was something for which the Democrats, the DFL in St. Paul, uh, some powerful ones, Ken Martin, the head of the DFL, uh, the state party chairperson, as well as Melissa Hortman, the Speaker of the House, and Ryan Winkler, uh, the House Majority Leader, have all asked for Thompson's resignation. And like Mario Cuomo, he has said, uh-uh, I decline. By the way, this is just one of a number of uh, issues facing the DFL uh, this past week. Uh, I believe we spoke about this last week on the show. Uh, sexual harassment allegations against a number of high-ranking staffers in the Minnesota DFL House uh, Legislative Office, not elected officials, but staffers have come out over the past week from, of all places, uh, one of the uh, left-leaning news organizations, which to me indicates that Ken Martin has granted permission for some of this stuff to actually get reported on by the media. Now, I see conservatives on social media and calling into talk uh, radio stations, for that matter, saying, well, we've got Democrats calling for these people's resignations from John Thompson all the way up to Andrew Cuomo. And, of course, we've been through the whole situation with Keith Ellison in the past with his allegations of domestic abuse against him that got swept straight down the memory hole after a certain period of time. I'm going to suggest to you, and you can chalk this up to my innate rural Scandinavian pessimism, I'm going to suggest that for Thompson, as for Cuomo, this is about as bad as it gets. And I'll tell you why. This this is not new. Kids, you can ask your grandparents about this. The Democrat playbook for this situation goes back 24 years to the late 1990s. And President Bill Clinton, kids, your parents may tell you that Bill Clinton was the, the president and, and Hillary Clinton's spouse. And, and that is all true. And Bill Clinton wrote the playbook on dealing with these sorts of allegations. He was accused of all sorts of uh, predator, predatory behavior, up to and including credible accusations of rape by Juanita Broderick. And he skated on all of it. In fact, his popularity kept growing because he, like all Democrats, knows the playbook. It's the four D's, basically. Delay delay the, the, the subject from going to any accountability by refusing to cooperate, by, uh, by by paying only the most faint lip service to cooperation, deny that you did anything, and destroy your accusers. The three Ds, delay, deny, destroy. That's what Bill Clinton did. You will recall 
a few years back. That's what Keith Ellison did when Karen Monahan brought her accusations against him. The the media turned on who? On Keith Ellison? <laughs> oh, don't be you I, I slay me sometimes. No, no, they turned they turned their their razors. They turned the long knives on, on Karen Monahan. Now it could be argued. Oh, and by the way, that's exactly what's going to happen with John Thompson. He is certainly denying or admitting in the most inconsequential possible way that he may have done something wrong. But he's certainly delaying until the media moves on, uh, distracting, deflecting two more D's that pop up in here. You can count, I suggest, uh, on Mario Qu- Mario Andrew Cuomo. They all start to sound the same to you after a while. I'm going to suspect that you can count on Andrew Cuomo doing the same, delaying, denying, deflecting, uh, distracting, and ultimately taking a move to destroy his accusers. Powerful Democrats can do this. Uh, More on this when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you, too, can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association at this station. We're here with another satisfied JTR Roofing customer. What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that they were offering, as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors help us continue to keep the twin cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station it's gonna take Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, we're inviting all of our listeners on uh, for the for the spectacular group travel experience uh, of the past. But uh, we we've have one of the best experiences you can possibly have when it comes to travel. Uh, the Stand with Israel 2021 tour. It's the most uh, imaginative and far-reaching tour that Salem has ever offered. We're talking Mike Gallagher and Dennis Prager taking you to Israel, guiding you and a a, a bunch of your closest friends through the Holy Land, seeing all of the important spots historically going back to biblical biblical times as well as now. Uh, Traveling with Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, two of the biggest talk show hosts on the planet, other than yours truly, along the way, uh, we'll be broadcasting. Uh, you will be joining the broadcast with many of the shows from Israel while you watch 
and participate in the shows. Dennis himself has been to Israel over 20 times. So often he's practically an insider. Uh, five will get you 10. He can order dinner in Hebrew. Anyway, during tours, he, his experience gives you unprecedented insight and opportunities. And you can still get in on it by going to am1280thepatriot.com and clicking on the Stand with Israel link. It's coming up this December yet again. Finally, it was postponed, uh, I believe, last year. But uh, we're going to get you out there this year one way or the other. Dennis is raring to go. And I suspect everyone else is as well. So I uh, hope you can uh, hope you can join the Stand with Israel tour this coming winter. Going uh, to am12athepatriot.com. Get involved in it. This is going to be great. So, of course, the last Stand with Israel tour was interrupted, shall we say, by the COVID pandemic. And I, I have to say, by the way, I I'm in one of those situations right now where I'm kind of to the point where I'm going to do something that, on principle, I don't normally do. Uh, say, a pox on both of your houses. I, I, I'm at the point where I'm pretty much sick of both sides of certain debates here. Now, the, the Waltz administration and the CDC, in yet another of their scattershot approaches, uh, are saying it's time for people, under certain circumstances, in parts of the country where uh, where COVID is, especially the Delta variant, is catching on, it's time for people to start wearing masks indoors again, uh, even if you're vaccinated, they say. Now, you don't need me to tell you. The Centers for Disease Control has done perhaps the worst possible job of crisis messaging uh, in the, the entirety of this crisis. And Rochelle Walensky may be the worst bureaucrat I've ever seen uh, Second only, perhaps, to Fauci himself when it comes to messaging. I mean, changing messages back and forth all over the place. And and in response to that, by the way, some of my friends on the left say, well, actually, science is about changing your mind and try, reacting to changes in what you know, to which I respond, well, no kidding. Absolutely, that's true of science. But passing information on to the public about a crisis is not science. It's psychology. And if you're training a dog, which is a fairly complex little bit of psychology when you get right down to it, what happens when you train a dog using inconsistent messaging? Messaging that says one thing one day, you know, go ahead, sit up on the couch here, Fido. And the next day, they get sprayed in the face with a water, uh, water bottle for sleeping on the couch. I mean, that's going to do what? It's going to raise a neurotic dog. And I've got news for you, especially if you're a Democrat policymaker out there. People are more complex than dogs. I know. Weird, right? If you're a Democrat policymaker, this may be news to you. But if you are best suited training a dog by using consistent messaging, then perhaps you might want to do the same thing when you're trying to I don't know, convince 320 million people that have some illusion of agency about control of their lives, their bodies, their their states of mind, their businesses, their futures, to give them a consistent message that can actually hang their metaphorical and sometimes literal hats on. And this is not what our uh, authorities have done so far in this crisis. Oh, far, far from it. And so it's inevitable that people are going to rely on other sources of information, some of them exceedingly unreliable. Uh, and, and I say that for people, uh, for sources of information on both sides, by the way. And, and, and by the way, they're also going to fall back on, well, they're, they're going to do what people do in crisis. They're going to fall back on their personality. And we've been heavily bestowed upon us a particular personality type during the period of this crisis, the the personality that is referred to as Karen. You know who I'm talking about, Karen, the the smug, sanctimonious, hectoring, uh, henpecking person. Uh, By the way, by no means always a woman. In fact, call it about 50-50. The person who was there checking to make sure that you got your mask on. The person who, the one I ran into at the uh, Shoreview Target uh, during the height of the pandemic, uh, chattering at me about putting my groceries on the conveyor belt before the cashier had 
uh, had, had finished sanitizing the belt. By the way, she w- she had been standing there yakking about a coupon with the cashier for five minutes pr- within three feet of her. Uh, but somehow my putting my groceries on after a long, hard day of work uh, triggered her at, at any rate. And, and by the way, you're, you're seeing a resurgence of Karen after having been rather hard hit by the relative laxity of this last couple months uh, in Minnesota here. Karen is kind of coming back into their own saying, oh, it's time to mask up Minnesota. And, and you're seeing them, especially in the cities, masking up at Target again here. I will say this. Karen annoys me terribly. And Karen has done the forces of public health caution a lot of damage because the the, the sort of passive aggression that they lead with is not convincing people. I mean, how often have you, whoever you are, found yourself convinced in any argument, not not about public health, not about masks, not about vaccinations. How long have you found, how often in your life have you found yourself getting convinced by someone who acts like a sanctimonious, self-righteous, passive-aggressive idiot? I am going to go out on a short, sturdy limb and say, never, not once have you been convinced to change your behavior, your point of view, your your method of thinking by someone who acts like a holier-than-thou know-it-all. Never. I'm going to back up for a moment here and take a quick run at some of the people on the other side. From the dawn of the masking mandates and the dawn of the shutdowns and and the quarantines and the lockdowns that, like the masks that were part of them, did almost no good from a public health perspective. In fact, in some respects, did much more harm than good. There was a certain species on the far right that not ju- didn't just say, I'm not going to wear a mask. More power to you. God, go, go with God. I, no, no problem there. Do what you want to do. But the ones who engaged in active ridicule of anyone who, for any reason, expressed an amenability to wearing a mask or getting a vaccine, up to and in calling them, I... I've been referring to one episode uh, this past week where someone, let's be frank, a one-time guest on this program called someone else, by the way, another uh, guest on this program and and, uh, someone involved in the political process, let's just say, I'm not going to name names, I'm not going to give anything to be traced, but person A, something of a of a uh, lockdown mask and vaccine hardliner, it's fair to say, referred to the second person, we'll call them person B, the political operative of sorts, who has been, let's just say, uh, similar to me in that he has been amenable to uh, vaccination, urging it in some, in many cases, given that what the science actually shows us about it. And person A referred to person B as, well, something I can't say on the radio, quite frankly. It's not, uh, not a term I can use on a Salem radio station, but was incredibly insulting. And, and you see this from a lot of people on the, on the anti-mask, anti-vaccination side. And, and as we talked about last week, anti-vaccination, people who don't, who aren't jumping into vaccination head first, have a lot of reasons, a lot of motivations, not all of them uh, blinkered anti-scientific retrogradism. Some of them have some very good reasons. I I talked about that last week, article from that noted conservative tool, The Atlantic, which was actually quoted on National Public Radio the following day. Yet again, I'm ahead of NPR. uh, Pointed that out, that there's a lot of people out there who are... don't want a vaccine or in some cases got the vaccine and regret it for a variety of reasons. And all, all uh, cliches are false on on this, not all of them, but I'm going to suggest to both sides, to the extent that either side is listening, especially those of you whose, whose approach to conservatives who has, let's just say met the notion or, or of, of vaccination or even who cares masking halfways Referring to them as the enemy is just about as completely counterproductive as, as as you can get. Again, how many people do you convince by bashing on them? 
I, maybe you have. If you have, you will have been the first, and I'm here to tell you, you have not convinced me. Uh, speaking of not being convinced, the news has been, uh, as of, as of uh, today, a good chunk of the week, the media has been breathlessly reporting on the epic, I should say, uh, symb- the, the, the granddaddy of all Minnesota rock and roll bars, the First Avenue and 7th Street entry, uh, adopting a vaccination policy. I want to talk about that when I come back. Uh, 651-289-4488. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We will be right back. I just can't help the feeling of living a life of illusion. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot, with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Are you looking for a place to get away from it all? Do you want to start a prayer retreat or perhaps own a bed and breakfast? Then check out this amazing Southern Minnesota Survival Nest property. Two homes with five outbuildings nestled on nine acres. The two-and-a-half-story antique Georgian Revival brick home has been completely renovated. It features beautiful woodwork throughout the home, an open staircase, and an outside second-story balcony with a spectacular view. Each bedroom has a private bathroom and walk-in shower. The home is well-equipped with geothermal heat and a water treatment system. The second home is a two-story farmhouse with four bedrooms and plenty of room, perfect for an on-site caretaker. If you can dream it, this property can make it happen. See it online at HansonAgency.com. Click on Featured Properties and take a look at the five-bed, five-bath plus bonus house listing. That's Hanson with an O, HansonAgency.com, and click on Featured Properties. It's the listing with a picture of two homes. Don't wait any longer. The United States has killed Osama bin Laden. Hours after that announcement, the White House leaked that it was SEAL Team 6 that carried out the operation. Al-Qaeda placed bounties on the heads of all Navy SEALs. Then, just three months later... Extortion 17 requested permission to take off. A U.S. Army helicopter carrying many from SEAL Team 6 and others entered the Tangy Valley. That's all flash. You see flash? Anybody out there? We have a fallen angel. Fallen angel. Roger. Extortion 17, the provocative new film telling the story of the largest loss of life in U.S. Special Forces history. Now playing on SalemNow.com. Questions quickly arise. Why did it take 17 minutes to fly a 10-minute mission? Was there a black box on board? Every American should be taught about what happened in Extortion 17. What really happened to SEAL Team 6 that dreadful night? Fallen Angel, Extortion 17, the story most Americans don't know. Watch exclusively at SalemNow.com. Want to enroll your child in Christian school this fall for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com is joined with area private schools to offer half-off tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join. So visit am1280thepatriot.com today. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget. Actually, you can't forget it because I haven't mentioned it yet. But I've been hinting. We've got some big news coming up here in the Elephant in the Room department. My band, Elephant in the Room, uh, has got some gigs coming up. Actually, we have got a ton of gigs coming up, if all goes according to plan. Uh, probably five or six on the agenda right now between now and the end of the year. And most many of them the next couple months here. And I'm going to tell you about the first of them right now because I'm excited about this one. We have been uh, playing in the northern burbs, every place from uh, Albertville to Stillwater to uh, parts uh, in between for years now. Uh, we've, we've been a band that covers the northern burbs, and we'll continue to do that, by the way. But we have got our first gig in the South Metro coming up 
three weeks from today, September 4th, uh, Memorial uh, Labor Day weekend, rather, uh, we are going to be playing at Neeson's Sports Bar and uh, and bar and sports bar and grill. Uh, that's it, Sports Bar and Grill in Savage. It's just a couple miles west of 35W on Highway 13 in Savage. If you're one of our South Metro friends who's been looking forward to seeing Elephant in the Room live and in person for a while now, well, here's your chance. Hope you can make it down there. Uh, Elephant in the Room uh, coming up to Neeson's. First of a whole bunch of gigs all over the Metro coming up here. And uh, looking forward to seeing you there, uh, along with uh, former producer Tommy Wynn, who does a really good Robert Plant impression. I'm here to tell you. You can hear it yourself. Uh, so, uh, hashtag Narn Show. Uh, join us via any social media that matters. I, I mentioned music, by the way, because it's something that's been a big deal to me. I mean, when I first moved to the Twin Cities... I mean, I told my parents I wanted to get a job in technology, and eventually I did uh, after finishing out my radio career over the course of seven years. But my real goal was to get into the music scene, and I did that. I dove headfirst into trying to become a rock star, and one of the places you went to see and be seen and to ideally play your music to become a rock star back in those days was the First Avenue and 7th Street entry. It's the house that Prince built in some cases. I mean, it was the movie Purple Rain that put the place on the map. It's been on the brink of collapsing under its own financial weight for decades, although it seems to be doing well now because it's part of a chain of half a dozen venues that are kind of the, the, the primary, some of the primary venues in their weight class in town. Anyway, I say this because the First Avenue and its five sister venues will now be requiring patrons to prove they're fully vaccinated or show a negative COVID-19 test result to attend music concerts and other events at these uh, locations. Uh, This is from the Channel 4 website. Management announced the policy Monday afternoon, but the TV kept reporting on it through uh, Wednesday or Thursday because... Maybe it was a slow weekend. I don't know. Uh, management announced the policy Monday afternoon, which goes into effect immediately for all shows at the First Avenue, the 7th Street Entry, the Turf Club, the Fine Line, the Fitzgerald Theater, and the Palace Theater. That's six. By the way, my bands have played three of those venues over the years, and I, I brought that up a few times when a number of – how can I put this diplomatically – I can't. A bunch of snotty, entitled 20-year-olds, uh, 20-somethings, were saying, well, look at uh, the people who never went to a bar to the 7th Street entry and never will, talking about how they're never, ever going to go. Well, my band's played there, bucko. I have absolute moral authority. Uh, <laughs> and I will say this. As someone who was vaccinated, and in fact, as someone who, who had natural immunity, over a year ago, back in uh, who, after having had COVID in March and April of 2020, and someone who, who was contributing to herd immunity when most of you concert goers were hiding under your covers, uh, afraid to go outside, <laughs> I, I'd be perfectly happy. Not happy to show a vaccination card, but that's fine. It's a private business. I'd be perfectly happy to show a vaccination card and show how safe I am for you and your uh, clientele. If you would meet me halfway and say, stop with the metal detectors, or at least stop barring people who want to go downtown and want to take prudent measures to their and their party's safety by carrying their lawfully permitted firearms, uh, barring them from your clubs. You smelling what I'm cooking, First Avenue and 7th Street entry? The last time I went to the 7th Street entry, by the way, was a little while ago. I went to see a Springsteen tribute band. And I got to say, the frisking I got there was normally the sort of thing I'd expect someone to buy me dinner afterwards. No, this is they are they're they're concerned for safety. Say what you will about it. But it's very selective and and not very confidence boosting, shall we say. I I don't care. I've got the vaccine. You want to see the card? I've got the card. No problem. And by the way, I've got the natural immunity as well. Uh, Breathe on me all you want. But. Uh, If you're you're barring the law-abiding carry permittee from your location, uh, we're going to have words. And we're having them right now. By the way, speaking of which, I I just thought this is interesting. You've got a whole lot of people with the blessing of Big Left saying that it's time to start requiring vaccine passports. In fact, in Europe, which has a much 
lower expectation of personal liberty than America does uh, and delivers on that lower promise, uh, much worse in, in many ways, especially the UK, which is turning into kind of a, a dystopian of, of lost liberty. Uh, the the uh, the, um, the the notion of the vaccine passport is catching on. The French are going to be doing it likely here. Uh, the European Union will very likely be imposing some sort of ma- vaccine passport, a piece of paperwork. And people in the United States, at least on the left, especially in places like New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, they're talking about it with a straight face, uh, talking about it quietly in some cases because they're seeing the way some of the polling is going heading towards the midterms. But they got to appease their audience, too, just like we do ours. And so you're seeing some talk about this. And I, I had to ask, we are told that requiring an ID to vote is irredeemably racist, completely racist, inexcusably so. Because apparently, to big left, minorities just can't keep track of government-issued ID cards. And requiring voter ID would make uh, us all, as a society, corrosively racist. Like countries like Denmark and the UK and Canada that require ID to vote. But New York City now is requiring proof of vaccination, which is a de facto ID card, one way or the other, uh, to participate in much of indoor public and social life. So let's make sure we set this straight. In a good chunk of blue America, and if they get their way, all of America, and really the world, you should carry a piece of paper with you, an ID. And by the way, that's what First Avenue is requiring, a, a photo of a card that matches your ID to prove that you are safe. But good heavens no, you cannot require an ID to vote because that's racist. Has anyone thought about this? To, to quote Larry Elder, is this thing on? Anyway, uh, take... Put put that in your bong and smoke at First Avenue. I, I I would love to go to one of your shows. I truly would. I'll I'll show you my card, both my cards, my vaccination card and my carry permit. We'll talk turkey then. 651-289-4488, the number to call. When we come back on our second hour, we'll be talking with Republican opposition researcher Mark Drake on what he has found out since our last discussion with him about the putting up for sale of much of the Minnesota Attorney General's office. Oh, yeah. The uh, the offices in the Attorney General's office are being funded by lefty deep money, and uh, this is a problem. This is corruption in its purest form. Uh, More on that and much more when we come back on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Are you ready for a life-fulfilling getaway where you can join renowned Bible teachers, best-selling authors, and award-winning worship artists in breathtaking locations? Sail the Sea of Galilee, gaze at the majesty of towering Alaska glaciers, or bask in the warmth of the Caribbean sun. Christian travel is the best way to see God's creation, and Inspiration Cruises and Tours will provide unforgettable moments just for you. For more information, visit inspirationcruises.com or call 800-247-1899. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable. So don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? 
TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. 